Hey folks, it's Ethan the Farmer and it's July 4th, 2019 and I'm here to talk to you a little bit about the word freedom. What is freedom and what is going on with it in this country today? Um, we have a situation in this country where people think they're free and they're not really. I'm going to have a special guest coming on, a good friend of mine. I'll let him introduce himself when he gets here and we'll be talking about uh, various different things related to freedom. You know, as we celebrate our independence of the United States and the freedoms for which our founding fathers pledged their lives in defense of, uh, maybe it's time to reflect on what freedom is and what is happening to it. So I look forward to um, this conversation and I look forward to uh, talking to you folks during this podcast. So uh, give us just a minute and we'll have some more great uh, fun stuff coming through here in just a second. Hey folks, this is Ethan the Farmer, and I'm here on July 4th to talk about freedom with Mr. Applecamp. So as we celebrate our country's, uh, 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 yeah, as we celebrate our country's independence and freedoms for which our founding fathers pledged their lives in defense of, maybe it's time to reflect on what freedom is and what's happening to it in our country. So, Mr. Applecamp, you mind telling me what you think freedom is? Well, we often use the keywords life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, uh, which is, I guess, somewhere to start. But by any standard, um, the most egregious encroachment on that is, is detention and imprisonment. And you have nonviolent offenders in prison. But more importantly, this month, this year, you have innocent children being held in, in essentially jails. And it just, it just really seems counter to... The idea of freedom itself. Well, I mean, these these places that are holding these children aren't even equivalent of jails in most situations. They're more like dog pounds. You know, if we did this to our animals, they would uh, charge us with animal cruelty. But yet, for some reason, it's okay to put children in these facilities. And how does freedom yeah. relate to the whole topic of immigration? Because you look at the fact that, you know, freedom would in insinuate that people have the ability to go across borders as a free person. And these borders are man-made. These are not borders that nature made or uh, for even, let's say, God didn't create these borders. It's a, something that governments and the control of people created, right? Well, absolutely. And, you know, when Europe created the Schengen Agreement, the European Union, it was for free border uh, crossing. And, you know, <coughs> there's always going to be it seems like there's always going to be two sides of those who want to expand the freedom of the common people and those who want to restrict it. And we have to look at that and say, regardless of political lens, what, what, is, what is that about? Well, I mean, our founding fathers, part of the reason they took Great Britain on, or England at that time, was over the concept of wanting to be free. Right? Yeah, absolutely, right. So now, how would it... Now, how? How would that freedom reflect on what they're trying to do with, like, immigration today? Or, I mean, we're going to get into a few other topics here, like the Venezuelan embassy and Julian Assange, freedom of the press. Just a lot of different things. But we wanted to go through this immigration piece first. I mean, I don't understand how trying to inflict these imaginary borders on people to keep them on the other side of the line and then throw them in dog kennels because they don't want to play by our rules is free. I don't understand how that promotes well, freedom. It, yeah, I mean, I mean, so it, it, it just it 
there's going to be with this with this simple phrase, "We are a nation of laws." People are condoning all kinds of terrible overreach and and just really tragic um, kinds of of detention and incarceration. Uh, I just want to say one thing about that. You know, if you listen, it's like you have a side that wants to ameliorate these conditions, free these people to live their lives, and the other side wants to say, okay, well, they somehow don't, they're not somehow deserving of these freedoms because of X, Y, and Z, because they didn't, they didn't, they weren't born here. I mean, it's, it's, it's pernicious, and, you know, think of it as pro-harm versus anti-harm, or you can think of it as the interest of the people versus the interest of the state. Classical fascism prizes the interest of the state above the interest of the people. But I'll leave it at that, because you wanted to talk about the Venezuelan issue. Well, you know, we have a, we have a, con- a government now in this country that has tried to uh, override the free vote of the Venezuelan people. And I, it just makes no sense to me why a country that's was founded on freedom. We have a holiday called July 4th to recognize that freedom, yet we are trying to take away the ability of the people of another country, Venezuela, to have their own elected people in office, and our government's trying to override it and put somebody else in office that is more favorable towards our government. How does this... I mean... This is illogical that a country founded on freedom would be taking away freedoms from other sovereign nations. Well, you have to remember, as as uh, Cornell West and others have said, that it's freedom for us, and not necessarily freedom for others. But uh, Venezuela is a good example. So you would that that a country predicated on freedom, like you said, would would hold national sovereignty as a principle, but we've been messing with Latin America for a, uh, a century. And in the, in the Venezuelan issue uh, example, you know, there were people, there were people who you and I know uh, who were involved in taking over the embassy. Now, why do they want to take over the embassy? Well, they wanted to take over the embassy to try to hold it for the legitimate government and keep the, um, what do I want to say, farce government? The government that was uh, created by the American CIA, FBI, and probably CIA more or less, that tried to, trying to instill this ulterior government in office in that country. And, you know, these people were trying to uphold international law and protect the Venezuelan embassy from American government stomping all over international law. Well, right. And and an additional point, you said uphold international law. The stated goal of these of these occupiers of the embassy was to hand it over to a UN party or some impartial party, and the US government didn't didn't want to contemplate that. So they charged these individuals with throwing missiles when they tossed a head of lettuce up into the embassy so they could have a meal or something. I mean, it's it's egregious again, and it's it's not it's disingenuous. It's not it's not what it seems like on the face of it, I guess. But I mean, shouldn't the occupiers of the embassy have the freedom to express their 
uh, disdain for our government and its policies? Isn't that part of the paramount freedoms that this country was founded on? The ability to air our grievances against those who are elected and do create civil unrest? Well, again, so, so that goes to the issue of protest in general. You know, again, there's, there's, there's like two sides, and you're going to have people who want to question authority. You're going to have people who don't want to question authority. Yeah, but the you founding know, fathers... The Founding Fathers, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but by today's standard, there's not one of them that would have been considered anything short of a terrorist. Right? Well, yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. And they would. the Founding Fathers were a guiding force up until maybe mm, 2002 or something. And at this point, I don't think anybody's even trying to pretend that they care what those guys thought. I mean... But shouldn't we care about what those guys thought? Because those guys set up a concept for a government that was based on freedom and it was based on being controlled by the people for the people, not a government of the elite. And what I see today is we have a government of the elite. And you were talking about all these laws. Well, in my opinion, the more laws you create, the less freedom you have. There's no reason why we have to have laws to have laws to have laws about laws. It's just illogical. Yeah, in general, that's true. Although, there are some cases where some common sense legislation on corporate activity would, would protect the people. But in general, yeah. The, the Founding Fathers were Freemasons, and they were, they were religiously pluralistic, which is why they enshrined the uh, separation of church and state in the, in the DNA of the nation. What we have now is what what Chris Hedges calls Christian Christian fascism. Yeah, that doesn't contemplate that freedom. I mean, well, not only Christian fascism, but we got Christians that are hypocritical as a day is long, not even practicing what they're preaching, and then trying to beat it into other people and force them to believe and or restrict their freedoms in the name of what somebody else believes and. That's just not what this country was based on. You know, one of the things that the Founding Fathers put in place to help protect these freedoms was a freedom of press. And if you look at our press today, I think I was reading somewhere six companies own all the major press organizations in the country. Well, that to me does not say yeah. that we have a free press. And then on oh, top... Yeah. Your channel. Clear Channel, and then on top of that, they're going after reporters for disclosing and or showing that our government is not behaving itself appropriately, like Julian Assange. I mean, what right do we have to prosecute somebody in another country under American law for operating a free press-type website disclosing whatever it is? Yeah. Yeah, well... You know, the press is certainly centralized. At, to some extent, the press can be done in by what you might call soft authoritarianism in the sense that it's become a marketplace, right? A, a kind of craft commodity marketplace. And <laughs> so it limits itself. But, um, I mean, what do you think? What, what's in your, to your, to your, uh, point on Assange. What 
why do you think the guy's being targeted? Because they want to put a bad taste in other people's mouths for doing what he did. They don't want people running around disclosing that uh, American military is shooting civilians. They don't want people running around disclosing that the American yeah. government is spying on its own people. I mean, you look at Snowden. I mean, Snowden basically threw the American government under the bus at about 100 miles an hour. And honestly, I mean, the American people need to know, and we have the right to know. And we have this law in our Bill of Rights that protects freedom of press. And that means when these guys dis, uh, publish or report on um, these issues, they shouldn't be prosecuted. The press was to be free in order to provide part of the checks and balance system for this country. And what we have today, it's not free press. I mean, oh my goodness gracious, one of the biggest press outlets in America today is this nasty thing we call Facebook. And if you know anything about Facebook... Uh, it's currently becoming Censorship 101. And that's just not right. I mean, there's no reason why we should have to uh, watch the words we use because we don't want to offend the bureaucracy that controls the media. That's not what this country was based on. Something needs to give. You know, we're supposed to be able to hold our elected officials responsible for their actions. And that means going to their offices, telling them, hey, you represent us. You are supposed to be protecting our freedoms, not infringing on them. And instead, what we have today is a government that is just run amok. Uh, it's no longer a government that's by the people. This is a government where we are being governed by the elite. And the elite are stomping all over our freedoms every day. Uh, I don't understand why we have a holiday to celebrate freedom that we are watching as the years tick by uh, go away. You know, it, it's illogical. We're supposed to have the freedom of association. Today, you have a lot of people, I, don't, I forget the number, but there's a lot of people that are on, quote, probation. And their association, their ability to associate with other, other activists, the government is trying to restrict or take away their rights. And if you read the Constitution and you read the Bill of Rights, one of the things that's said in there is these rights shall not be infringed. And when they say these rights shall not be infringed, it doesn't say, well, if you jaywalk and we put you on probation, we can restrict who you can associate with. That yeah, makes no yeah, sense to me. This country, right, or if you're not born in this country, you're going to be four years old sitting in a detention center with nobody to take care of you. And, 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 you know, and people and people justifying that on social media. I mean... Well, it's not even a detention center. It's, it's a dog pound converted to kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you gotta, you gotta stand for something. Or you'll fall you'll for fall anything. For right, and, and the thing is, I mean, the... the these kids in detention in these in these te in these centers in these kind of unaccountable uh, environments is is job one for anybody who really cares about freedom. Yeah, I mean, I would say I would have to agree with you, but we also need to stand for all the other aspects of freedom because if we allow the freedom of press to be gone, 
the ability to report on these children that are being held in dog pounds, dog kennels, is not going to be there. They're going to be prosecuting us for talking about it. And you know what? We can be prosecuted today for talking about certain things. I mean, some of oh, us yeah. in this in the activism world have experienced the blatant, hostile uh, discussions with the powers that be because we choose to speak out about what we're passionate about and what our beliefs are. And, you know, we just, we, uh, re we really need to start looking out and protecting our freedoms. We should have a, we, according to the founding fathers, we have the freedom of travel. Now that travel should also include crossing international borders. Because I see nowhere where it says in our Bill of Rights and our Constitution where travel can be restricted because you're not a citizen of this country. It doesn't make yeah, well, sense. That's, that's, uh, that's my point is, is when you start seeing border travel restricted, you have to imagine the logical extension of that. And it's not being paranoid, okay? The, uh, I forget what the guy's name was, but he came up with uh, the uh, famous quote. At first, they came for the trade unionists. And I was not a trade unionist, so I didn't say anything. At the end, they come for you. If they're going to do it to somebody else, they're going to do it to you. Yep. Yep. And and the thing is, so we have to look. If, if, if they're going to start messing with people for coming in, then you have to look at, are they going to mess with you for crossing a national, a national border? So, you know, everything happens in gradations, but... But as you said, it's all tied together, too. If they're going to prosecute you for this, they're going to prosecute you for something else. Um, when you talked about looking out for, you know, pro prosecution in general, district attorneys, prosecutors, look at what they do. Look at what they do under a magnifying glass. That's all I'm saying. Well, if you look at what district attorneys do underneath the magnifying glass, those people haven't the slightest bit of empathy, compassion, ethics, morals, or for that matter, the understanding of the word freedom. It's not... It, free, I don't think the word freedom is in a district attorney's vocabulary, honestly. But, um, you know... Oh, here's... Yeah. It, it's a serious situation. And, you know, the, we, we, we should also have a freedom to access good food. To farm how we believe. To grow food the way we believe. We shouldn't have to fight with the government over... Okay, does this thing have nasty chemicals in it or not? You know, we sh it should be free. And what we have today, we should have the freedom to refuse vaccines. What makes the government think that they're God and they're entitled to play God in our lives with food, with vaccines, with travel, with all these different things? You know, it's a major problem. And we really got to get these folks in this country. And I'm talking the soccer moms that are listening to this. I'm talking the professionals that are listening to this. I'm talking everybody. It is each and every one of our responsibilities to speak up. Because if we don't, we are just as guilty as the people doing the offenses. We, If we don't sit there and say, putting children in a dog kennel is wrong, we are just as guilty as the people that locked that gate, in my mind. Well, I, I yeah, I would, I would encourage everybody to talk to your 
local representatives. I've done that on this issue. Go talk to people on the street. I've done that too. It's really amazing. It's easier than you think it is, and you're really going to see some interesting uh, responses all across the board. Just go up to them, get the newspaper. Hey, did you see this federal detention center? Well, some of them are going to be like, yeah, I'm with you. Other ones are going to be taken aback. But unless we start saying something, you're absolutely right. It's hard to know where to start, but it's got to be done. Well, if they don't know where to start, they can feel free to contact me. I'm more than willing to give them a a, a real quick rundown on how to talk on the street. I do it on a daily basis. And I'll tell you what, it's each and one of our each and every one of our jobs you know people tell me what can i do it's just me what can you do you can stand up you can get involved you can speak up for others who free, whose freedoms are being attacked and you can hold our government to those documents like you said they pretty much threw the constitution the bill of rights even the rule of law out the door back in the early 2000s it all went for a scenic stroll down the short pier and we need to start holding our politicians to it. When our politicians step out of line, we need to be in their office with a group of people telling them, we will not stand for this. We have the right to recall politicians in this country. We have the right to take a stand against our government. It's an inerrant right in this country, and we need to be using that right. We should not be sitting back and letting our freedoms go. It is wrong to all of those who gave their lives for our freedom, it is wrong to the next generation, and frankly, it's wrong to the rest of the world because this government has no right to be running around the world playing God or playing traffic cop all over the all over the world. There's no reason why the American government should be compromising the American citizens' freedom all the while running around going over to Iraq, Iran, Pakistan, Afghanistan, uh Turkey, whatever other country they want to go play in, and raising havoc. It's not our job to be the world's police officer. Frankly. Yeah, it's a, it's a pernicious jobs program is what it is. The American people have, have roundly rejected a lot of that stuff, and now we're trying to claw back. But, it, yeah, we, we really don't need to be doing any of that. There is more of us than there ever will be of them. Sheer numbers. But that means we have to have the courage to speak up and take a stand on behalf of freedom in this country and in this world. Anything else Anything else you'd like to say, Mr. Applecamp? Um, just uh, be safe out there today. Yep, look out for them uh, government revenue collectors. They're a little thick around this time. And they're a little uh, problematic. They like to inflict uh, a lack of freedom on others. So, anyway, thank you for your time, Mr. Applecamp. I really appreciate you uh, speaking with me here today. And uh, we'll be in touch. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. You bet, brother. Bye-bye. So, folks, I don't know if you realize this, but here at GTKYF and our media group, Farm Fresh Media, we rely on your donations. So if you wouldn't mind donating, you can donate to us at www.paypal.me forward slash gtkyf. And those donations are what helps keeps us going and helps keep all these different programs going. 
you know, we'll be talking more about these programs. We'll be doing some good interviews and just in general uh, out there making a difference. I mean, we've got over two hours worth of video that we will be putting live on our YouTube channels here. Well, not live, but some of them were taken live. But we'll be putting all those videos up here on our YouTube channels for all you folks to watch uh, about the various events we've been involved in this week. So that's just some of the stuff we're doing and some of the stuff we're out here making a difference. You know, it's that's what it's all about. It's time to be the change. It's time to take the Big Give Challenge and get involved. So anyhow, uh, we'd appreciate it if you donate, and you can donate at paypal.me forward slash GTKYF. Those are the initials for Get to Know Your Farmer, our original organization. Thanks. We hope you have a great day.